he was sitting at a table with two boys. I thought we understood no dates. What do you mean, no dates? They just sat down at our table. I don't want you around them. They're nasty-minded boys. I told you, no dates. It wasn't a date. It was a date. It wasn't a date. It was a date, Lolita. It was not a date. It was a date. It wasn't a date. Well, whatever it was that you had yesterday afternoon, I don't want you to have it again. <laughs> that's so cute. That's uh, that's from Lolita. And you can picture your own childhood. Did you just do whatever your parents said? Okay, I will never be around boys again, mom and dad, while I'm here or for the next year or whatever it is. Or were you the one that snuck out the window in the middle of the night to meet a guy? Or were your, your parents much more laid back? They weren't trying to overparent. They let, they gave, they trusted you, let you date. You made a few mistakes, but not Nothing that was major and you learned and you grew and you built a better relationship with your parents too. It is so hard for parents to go through the teenage years with their kids. I mean, it's hard on kids obviously too, but it's hard for parents because they're fear they're very fearful. Oh my God, what if my son gets that girl pregnant or what if they go drinking or what if they get in with the wrong crowd? All of these fears can flood a parent's mind. How do you deal with that situation, whether you're the kid or the parent. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist here to take your calls and questions on all sorts of issues. It may not be with parenting. It may be with uh, kids. It may be, well, that would be parenting, wouldn't it? It may be with a romantic relationship. It may be with yourself or it may be with another family member. Pick up the phone and give me a call. Toll free 1-877-DR-KENNER. That's toll free 1-877-DR. K-E-N-N-E-R. And you can always look at my website, drkenner.com, and listen to podcasts or uh, maybe find a book on there that you'd enjoy reading or an article that I've written that may help you through some difficulty. Uh, right now, I want to welcome Amber to the show. Amber, you have a little brother who is becoming uh, a little bit of a super brat? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, tell me what's going How, how old is he? He's 12 years old, and um, he's usually good with um, people, but however, sometimes when he gets really angry, he gets really hyper and even like pushes someone away, and he doesn't accept other people's point of view very easily, and he gets very stubborn with anything that he wants to get stubborn with. Like if we tell him, okay, we're going to get your PSP, he'd be after that for weeks until we actually go through with it. So he nags. Mm-hmm. So I was just really worried about this kind of behavior, so it doesn't lead, lead to like a worse cause. Okay. And I just wanted to get your point of view on and it. And you're how old, Amber? I'm 22. You're 22, so there's a 10-year span between you. And you're watching, uh, Can when you observe your parents, is there anything you're noticing that you mm-hmm. would like to tweak that they're not doing right, that if you were the parent, you would do something differently? Um... Let me just think about it. I don't know. Well, obviously, with every family, there's different kinds of um, things that they contradict on, right? Like, there could be certain arguments, but that's natural. But uh, I don't think there's anything major that my parents are doing incorrectly regarding his um, upbringing. I really don't think there's anything wrong okay. with that. Okay, so you're, and is he the only kid besides no, you? No, he ha- I'm his older sister, and we have a brother in between us. Okay, how old okay. is the brother? 
He's about 18. He's about 18 years old. So what you're saying is that there are times when, you're, when your brother, your 12-year-old brother, is good with people, but then something can set him off, and you want to look for those triggers. What is it that sets him off? What are his insecurities? What are his vulnerabilities? What makes him go on a rampage or uh, become the super brat? Any idea? Okay, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. He... D- he um, sometimes when you don't listen to him or accept like if he wants to buy something right and yeah. he we don't we we tell him we can't we can't afford it or you know there's any other kind of issues um he gets upset with that and also i noticed one thing in him he's very fearful of certain things like um sleeping alone in the dark or you know walking in the corridor all alone he wants someone to watch him while he's doing those kind of things because he feels some kind of fear and we always tell him he should be brave and you know it's it's not a big deal. Okay, we're God is always watching you. Mm-hmm. Okay, if he's sleeping, if he's afraid of being alone, as as a detective, a psychological detective, and as a loving sister, if he would ever let down his guard and tell you the stories, there are definitely stories behind that. Amber, Amber, when I had fears of someone breaking in my window, I saw a movie or I heard a news broadcast, and it it made me fearful when I was a kid, and I would check under my bed for the boogeyman, I mean, who didn't, you know, check in the mm-hmm. closet. But there are a whole range of possibilities as to why someone would be afraid, afraid to do anything alone. And in the worst case scenario, someone may have been a victim of abuse. And very often, believe it or not, it could be a family member that, you know, an uncle or somebody. Now, that may not be the case in your situation at all, but abuse does awful things to kids. This is worst case scenario now, because they're afraid to speak up. The abuser has either threatened them or bribed them. I'll give you a gift if you don't speak up or threatened them. Or maybe they heard again, they could have just seen a movie that scared them. It could have even been a video game that scared them. And they're afraid to go out alone until you get to the actual details the richness of what's in your young brother's mind, if he would let you go there, you won't, you won't understand his fear and you won't be able to just paste over it by saying anything like, um, be brave, because you don't know what he's fighting in his mind. There's some thought content there. Or God's always watching you. You know, kids say, huh? Well, if he's always watching me, why didn't he watch this other person? They got hurt. You know, raises a lot of questions. So what I recommend, if you've, you have a decent relationship with him, hon? Yes, I do. Okay. So if do you think he would open up to you? And if you just said to him... Yeah, he does. He usually, if there's anything going on, he'd come and talk to me about it, in, like in school. And he'd be like, and then I'd discuss it with my parents. You know, I'm kind of like the go-to person for him. That's wonderful. Has he con- has he come to you and talked to you about uh, why he's fearful of being alone? No, he. Well, you know, usually it's worse if he, he's, if he's seen a movie, yes, like you said. But you know, it's the little little things. You know, he'd come up to me and he'd be like, um, "I ate this. Am I going to die?" Or you know, it's, it's like little little things. He's very he's very sensitive, I guess. Okay, so he's he's collecting a lot of fears. He doesn't know 
he needs information. It sounds like, am I going to die? Honey, what would make you feel like that, that you're going to die? And he may say, because I saw a movie or because, uh, you know, grandpa ate it and he died afterwards or something. If, you know, if somebody might have had a heart attack, but he doesn't know that. Uh, so, you again, that's going after what specifically is going through his mind that makes him fearful of dying if he eats something in particular. It could have been that he watched a cartoon where they poisoned some food or something, or, or read an, a child's book that had that type of a theme. So, mm -hmm. again, it's drawing him out. There's a skill where you want to help a person feel comfortable enough without talking them out of their fear. Let them explain their fear first, and then let them talk themselves out of their fear. Uh, mm -hmm. So, so that's that. In terms of his fears, that's what I would I would recommend. In terms of his acting out, getting angry, pushing people away, being stubborn or nagging, he needs really firm, consistent parenting there. He need you need to. You're afraid that he's going to end up in becoming a super brat, but a grown up super brat, right? He's got this mm -hmm. entitlement attitude. He needs to learn self respect that things aren't owed him, but not in a preachy, luxury way. He needs to know that he can earn things. Like when my daughter was young, she really wanted a bike. She went to a private school, and all of the kids were wealthy, and they had private bikes. Well, I didn't want her just to be, get a bike. They they all had their their you know brand new bikes so we went to a second hand shop and she picked out a bike it was ten dollars and she earned the money for that and she earned so much pride that it helped her get rid of that and she never had that entitlement attitude that idea of feeling good about yourself is so helpful so i would recommend that for you there's also the very good parenting books how to talk so kids would listen that you could get on my website listen thank you so much for your call amber no problem. Thank you. I Have wish you the best. I need to feel important. Instead, I'm living in the shadows of her life. Her family and friends are everything. I feel invisible. I thought my husband's love would be enough to help him get over my affairs. Why can't he just forgive and forget? What does he think he is? Perfect? He's so selfish. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, the Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self-nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.